Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Awaken Life Podcast. I'm here with my beautiful wife, Patty. Hey, guys. And today we're going to talk about being ungrounded. We're going to give you seven signs that you are ungrounded, which Patty and I get ungrounded all the time. There's no daily. judgment here. Yeah, <laughs> daily. <laughs> um, and then more importantly, how you can go about easily grounding yourself. It's very, uh, for us, it's a. it's not like, it's not like, well, in the past we were ungrounded and now we're not. We've conquered it. It's more like a daily maintenance because yeah. we we continue to shift. Our, we have not awakened. We are awakening. Uh-huh. And therefore, we are constantly, just like you guys, raising our frequency and stretching ourselves. And it's not an easy balance to maintain grounded and live your everyday life and stay healthy and balanced and sound of mind while going through all the different experiences associated with this vibrational ascent that we are all going through. So I know a lot of the symptoms of being ungrounded, for one, will give you some insight as to like, okay, maybe I could go ahead and ground myself and and pretty easily and quickly shift my my state of being in a positive way. But also, at least for me and Patty in the past, it used to be kind of unsettling. Like I would get kind of worried about some of these symptoms and unnecessarily. So well, and some of it is because we just weren't really aware that that was us being ungrounded. It was just more like we thought it was some sort of symptom of something wrong with us. Right. Yeah. So yes, the premise of this is to alleviate any unnecessary worry and concern. Let you know that listen, Vic and Patty are ungrounded all the time. And this is what it feels like when they're ungrounded, and and this is what they do. And would have learned to do to effectively ground ourselves. Yes. Right, love? Yeah. So I'll let you take the first one. It's uh so sign number one is you're living life. This is the one you came up with, I yeah. believe, in a fog. Yeah, for me, this happens where it's almost like I feel like I'm dreaming. So I'm awake, but it's like that sort of foggy look that happens when you're dreaming. You know that how dreams look in your mind when you're sleeping. <laughs> Does that make sense? Uh, sort of, yeah. Does it? Okay. I don't know how else to describe that, but yeah. So, um, yeah, that's how it happens for me. It feels yeah. like I'm dreaming and like literally fo- in a fog. Like a fog. everything has sort of like a, um, a shield of blurriness over it. But it's not blurry. Everything's clear. Does that? Yeah. No, it's, it's tough to explain. Exp- I know. How like, do you describe, describe that in words? Yeah, it feels very dreamy. Very like a de- there's a, a bit of a detachment. Um, yeah. The, the word I would use is ungrounded. But that's what we're trying to describe here. Yeah, for me, it's where I feel like I'm just kind of floating through life where it's hard to concentrate and focus and, and yeah. listen to people. It's hard not to be kind of in my own little world, even though I'm, I'm awake. Oh yeah. And what happens a lot is when, when I'm in like the fog state is that I'll be talking to people and I'll literally just like, boop, forget what I'm saying Yeah. in mid sentence. Like I'll be in the middle of a sentence and I'm like, Oh, that idea is gone. <laughs> right, right. That happens to me sometimes when, not as much as in the past, it would happen all the time. But now uh, I would notice it when I would try to shoot a YouTube video yeah. and I was on, in that sort of foggy state uh-huh. that there would there'd be very little I could do in the moment to to be able to produce a good video because it was hard for me to kind of stay 
uh, yeah, grounded and in, in a particular focused way. Yeah. I would be like all over the place yeah. and go off on these tangents. Yeah, and, your thoughts and not are re- sporadic. Yeah, and not know how to get back. Yeah. Um, so... So that's a sign. Number two is you feel very irritable. This is another one that you experience a lot, right? Yeah, like I'll be in a fine mood and then all of a sudden I'll feel like super agitated. Almost my body physically kind of tenses up and my shoulders go up and I need to like and release the, uh, the tension that my body physically feels. It's not just emotional. Like I physically feel tense. Yeah, no, I felt this a lot, pretty much consistently earlier in my awakening. Remember mm-hmm. in Florida, how mm-hmm. that was like one of my main symptoms that that was that really it bugged me that I had it because mm-hmm. I was so irritable and I knew it. I knew I was like a prick a lot of the time, mm-hmm. just just un, just unreasonably short to temper. But it was like you said, such a physical thing. I was really mm-hmm. like. I couldn't help it. I would have to like a punch a hole in the wall or, you know, or, or something. Yeah. It was just a very there needs to physical be some sort thing. Of release in the physical body. Yeah. Right. And it's easy to, to wonder like, do I need like anger management right. or what is it? Right. Am and I that's, just hungry? I, I feel like that's why a lot of people will take anti-anxiety medication because that's a quick, easy fix for something that you feel regularly. Yeah. You know. Right. Number three is is uh, food cravings. We wrote down coffee, chocolate for sweets. Yeah, sugar. Uh, stuff like that. Sugar, um, carbs. Yeah, carbs and starchy foods like that. Um, those are generally grounding foods. So that's why when you need grounding, your body will crave that, like peanut butter mm-hmm. or like... I go through phases where I eat a lot of one thing and it's because that's like what my body is using at that point time for grounding so i eat cauliflower all the time and that's like a root or whatever it's like a big i don't know tell them how much cauliflower you realistic you consume on a daily basis i eat a half a head of cauliflower every day (laughs) (laughs) yeah a half a head (laughs) not like yeah we need a whole other refrigerator for her cauliflower well it's a big (laughs) you know it is a big vegetable i'm just kidding (laughs) but yeah it, it um Sometimes if you crave wine, it's like the grapes and the sugar in the wine that your body's craving to sort of use that as a grounding food, but, um, or a way to ground your energy. But yeah, cravings are a big one. Yeah. This is illuminating. I remember neither of us put this together until that, uh, Rebecca, mm-hmm. Rebecca is, uh, I don't know what you call her. She's Inter- a clairvoyant, a clairvoyant, mm-hmm. uh, like a clairvoyant advisor that Patty, I've seen her a couple of times. Patty would see her here and there. And Re- uh, Rebecca put this together for us both. Like mm-hmm. you, when you crave these foods, sometimes it can indicate you're just ungrounded and that's your, just one of the signals of it. So you don't have to necessarily eat those unhealthy foods you want, though you can, it will work. Mm-hmm. And maybe it, you, you could ground yourself in another way and therefore that would eliminate the craving. Mm-hmm. Right. So that was yeah. like, wow, that was really uh, profound for both of us because both of us go through that where we, where we battle with our own cravings that sort of contradict our fitness goals and so forth, right? Yeah. And another thing that she said was, um, she told me, because I was like, I drink so much coffee. She's like, well, coffee is a grounding food. The actual coffee bean grounds your energy. It's not the caffeine in it that you're gravitating towards. It's the actual coffee. So I started just switching to decaf. Not all. Yeah. I still drink caffeine, but yeah. 
it, because she, I was like, oh, okay. So I don't need all this caffeine. I really just want the, the, the coffee itself. Right. It also allowed you to kind of relax on yourself. Like Patty does drink a lot of coffee compared to, I, you know, I've been better standards. about it, but I used to drink way more. Um, right. But before, it's okay. I look at it like it's okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For, for sure. And, and at the time it was because I wasn't doing things actively to ground my energy. So I like would always have coffee. Always. I'd always be making coffee. I'd have like six cups of coffee in the morning and I'd be <laughs> like, you know, just making more. And Victor's like, didn't you already, you know, have some coffee? Right. What do I do? You measure me out 2.6 ounces yes. <laughs> every morning. And yes. that's like my amount because co- coffee has the opposite effect on me. It makes well, it's me the very, caffeine in the it. The caffeine is, I'm very sensitive to yeah. it. So Anyway, so just you can maybe you guys listening can look at your own some of your habits and your and your diet and and maybe draw this correlation to either you know feel a little bit like at peace with it like okay maybe I'm not crazy after all or to understand that maybe you could find other ways of grounding yourself which we'll get into in a minute yeah um if you if you happen to crave really unhealthy foods right. you might not have to necessarily eat heed those cravings yeah. every time yeah. This is a big one. Difficulty relating with people, feeling like a disconnect and, dare I say, flighty. Yeah. You this can... is one I wrote down. I can start to kick it yeah, off if you yeah. want. Yeah, <laughs> because for me, like, this one doesn't show... This one I don't I don't have usually. Like this is not really. This one's that, easier for me for to see in other people. Uh-huh. Like I can tell someone's very... Un- Honestly, some of the people that reach out to me are very ungrounded. And they'll send me these incredibly long emails with no spaces, with with yeah. thoughts, very, very difficult to follow mm-hmm. where it's just like they're just ungrounded and yeah. they just have all these ideas sort of popping out of their mind, out of the email. Um, and I'll notice it talking to people as when I would interview people to work with me and stuff, I could tell like it would be very difficult to really understand what they were saying to me because they were very just all over the place. Mm-hmm. So, but I had the, I used to be very all over the place. Mm-hmm. I would get very excited, very ungrounded, very like fueled up with my spirit energy that yeah. was new to me at the time. And I would just talk your ear off and I don't know how you put up with me, honestly. Um, <laughs> I love you. That's why. <laughs> yeah. You really don't do that. You have a lot, we all have a lot of uh, afflictions, but this is something that I can't really recall you ever getting very, I mean, I'm grounded in this way. All no, that I do go on and on with like stories when I'm telling stories. I like to be detailed, but, but I don't, it's, I usually have a point. <laughs> yeah, that's different. I try to, yeah, but it's a little bit different than that, than what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. In the past, I would say when you would drink wine or something, you'd be kind of jibber jabbery yeah. and a bit ungrounded where it would be like tiring for me to listen to you yeah but me so 10 times more than you so it's no complaint (laughs) (laughs) so anyways it could maybe it can be hard to look at yourself if you're if you're one of those ungrounded people if so it's okay it happens to us as you hear and again there's ways to ground yourself but it it does make communication with other people really expressing what you want to say to them in a way that they're going to actually grasp and comprehend it makes that task very difficult and and a lot of times i think people run into frustrations within relationships because they're coming off in an ungrounded way Mm -hmm. and again i speak from my own personal experience with that yeah 
Here's one that's kind of similar. I wrote down mentally scatter, but I'll give another example, another expression of it. I This is one of my main symptoms because I work on my computer and I have a lot of things going on with my computer. I have my social media stuff. I have my YouTube. I have my email newsletter. I, I, I build my website. I create courses. I... You know, I render all this, the podcast that we're listening to right now. So I have all these different little things I do on this little screen and I'll sift from window to window to window, from task to task to task, all somewhat complex. And I find that after work, my mind is like that, where mm-hmm. it's, 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 diff- it's hard for me to be focused on one thing mm-hmm. at a time. And I find myself restless and, and antsy <clears throat> and mentally dispersed right do you do you deal with that in your own way i would imagine i do yeah i don't think it's quite to the same extent because there's not like for me i try to focus on one thing at a time but it's hard with the kids so like i'll be making dinner and bashful want a snack and i'm making dinner for you know i'm like no snack and i'm just going through this like cleaning this up as i'm doing that so i do do multiple things at once but um for me, it's it's more like remembering to do everything, like the thinking about all that, you know, where yeah. it's like you just naturally are a multi-thinker with your Gemini nature. Right. Where, and I'm more like, I try to, I want to do one thing at a time. Yeah, that's you good. Know? It's like the Zen way. Yeah, you don't really <laughs> seem to do this, honestly, that much, or I do big time. It's, but it's a when huge I, struggle for me. It, when the reason is because when I do that, I don't finish anything. Right, you know, it's not so wise. It's not, right, I, can't. I agree. <laughs> so for me, it's like it just doesn't work. I, I can't multitask in the same, in that same way. No, and I always like to bring up this point. I read from a book called Deep Work by a, an author named Cal Newport. Like multitasking as a premise for productivity doesn't actually. It's not effective, and here's why. Kind of, sort of confirming uh, or validating this whole this whole idea of being ungrounded um, in this way. It's uh, there are echoes in your mind. So, for example, if you're listening to this podcast and you're driving your car and you're listening and you listen to the whole thing, you say, wow, that was a great podcast. No, just kidding. (laughs) And then you get done and then you immediately go on your phone and you're like, you got to send an important text message to someone in response. You will be there will be echoes in your mind of what you were just doing, what you were just listening to. So you're not Mm -hmm. fully present with what you're doing, though you're multitasking. You're not really putting all of your energy into each thing so it doesn't even it's not even effective it is far more productive to do one thing at a time but again for me my ungroundedness makes it difficult it's Mm -hmm. that's i'm a very heady kind of person yeah and it's something that even though i manage i would say even on my best day my best when i'm probably i'm probably still more heady than you <laughs> on on a bad day, right? You you well, don't really seem to have this the, to the extent yeah, as I do, which no. is nice for you. Yeah, I think part of it is just like the the gender difference between us. Like some Maybe. people, and I feel like too, some people are just more in their head, and it's just if I was in my head all the time and you were in our your head all the time, we would never speak to each other. <laughs> you know, yeah, right. It wouldn't work out. So yeah. it's it's a balance for us. Yeah, but I try to take more breaks now from yeah. the computer. So I, I become aware yeah, of what causes me to be like that because it's sort of a, it's not a fun state of being anyway. It's just a restlessness, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'll go and I'll jump rope or I'll do some yoga or my breathing. I'll go hang out with you guys. So I don't spend as many hours in a row working on the computer for that fact. Right. 
This next one is fatigue. And we may have eight written down here. I don't know if we're not going to use all of them. <laughs> we'll go over all the whole list though. Fatigue. And I wrote down too much spirit. Remember we'd call it, we'd call it being high on spirit. Yeah, high yep. on spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you wanting me to talk about this one? Because yeah. you were the one that's like I had more fatigue than I did. Yeah. So you guys can let me know if you go through this where I will feel... I will feel like almost like a breakthrough in my life and in myself. And I'll find myself where maybe previously I was kind of blocked up and, you know, depressed. And then there'd be like some kind of internal breakthrough or release. And I'd feel myself filled with just a ton of energy where I'd, I'd feel like reconnected in a very intense and ex almost ecstatic way at times. And from this almost manic state of being, I would, I would be like on fire for mm -hmm. like, you know, a day and a half. I'd yeah. clean the garage or I'd, I'd have all these yeah. ideas and I'd write them down. But then the fuel would run out. Out, and I would feel very, very burnt out. Do you, you don't? Do you go through that sometimes? No, I don't. <laughs> like, that's what is what, this guy talking that's about? That's why I said, like, when I'm like high on spirit, it doesn't. It, it for me, that that part it doesn't um, deplete me in it that doesn't. way. Yeah, you don't. And really... I never, I never had. I mean, I do get fatigued, um, but I don't get like the ascension fatigue that people no. get i don't get that right must be nice <laughs> i still i still have to really be mindful of basically my degree of groundedness yeah. to to avoid that so for those of you who relate with me a little word of the wise what i've learned to do is when i feel really connected and really good and like even though I can notice my body starting to get tired, I still have that fuel and passion energy to keep going. I will tame myself. I will save a little gas in the tank mm -hmm. for, for the next day. And I don't let myself go overboard too much. I have to kind of use restraint when I feel that way. Right. And it helps me a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Here's one I bet a lot of people can relate to. I wrote down resistance to... What did I, I? I can't read my writing. Yeah, he has a horrible ah, handwriting. To mundane. <laughs> it looks like yundane. Resistance to mundane life. Like you really genuinely do not want to have to like go to work or cut the grass or weed your garden or dust the shelf or, or do the clean dishes. The, or do, I do or the dishes. Yes. <laughs> or vacuum. Yeah, this was. I felt this a lot more again in the past where. All I wanted to do was descend. I was very ungrounded, mm -hmm. very very living in my own little spiritual bubble um, <laughs> that very few people could relate with. And when I was so focused on ascension and awakening and all this different stuff going on on the planet, it really, in comparison, made everyday life seem very pointless and drudgerous and boring and unsatisfying. Mm -hmm. um, but that's not... That's not because I was so spiritual. It was that I was incredibly ungrounded and unbalanced. Mm -hmm. And the actual, the spiritual way in, in my experience and opinion, and just from what you can even read from the masters is that you can make even the mundane reality a joyful experience when you're present and yeah. grounded with it. Yeah. I'm still working on that with the dishes though. Yeah, you might just not like the dishes. I think that might be different. <laughs> and that's okay, too. Does this manifest for you in other ways as well, where you really just get like 
Like I, I can imagine for you with like being so into shamanism when you're reading your books and mm-hmm. stuff. And then when it's like, you got to do the laundry, you hear that ding and you got to go change the laundry. Yeah. Do you ever feel like, oh, oh ma- yeah. I mean, of course, because I do a lot of mundane tasks every day. Like right. that's my life. To, you know, like I do a lot of that stuff. So I try not to um, think about it in that way. Like, oh, uh, I have to I have to go do this now, you know, um, What's that guy's name? Joe Vitale. Mm-hmm. Um, I had one of his eBooks and he's like, if you just change your thoughts, your thought process about it, you know, like I don't have to go grocery shopping. I get to go grocery shopping. Mm-hmm. I'm still working on that, but I, you know, <laughs> I try to do that as best as possible and, it, or I just don't think about what I'm doing. I just, am like, okay, this is a task that needs to get done and I don't want to, I don't, you know, Mm-hmm care about if it's bad or good it just is yeah and i have to say with honesty she does she does that very well much better than i do (laughs) like you really do apply that like i think we were at the gym the other day and we were both in that weird treadmill at lifetime oh yeah and you're like you're this look and and you're like i'm just i'm saying yes to this yeah right that's like your attitude yeah that's uh kat said that um you know before ceremony a while ago and i I took that from her and I use that in my life because there's times when I'm like working out or I'm doing something and it's like, I can fight it and say, I don't want to be doing this. This is horrible. This sucks. This workout Mm -hmm. sucks and I hate it. Or I can say, you know what? I say yes to this. I'm doing this workout and I say yes because I'm going to finish this whether I like it or not, you know, and it does. It helps. It really does help. It does help. And, and again, that's something that I try, but I don't do it as well as her. So it's you actually inspire me to do that even better because I can see that you live that. And it's mm. very, it's impressive to me, honestly. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And the last one, I think number eight, even though it <laughs> sort of contradicts the title, is hypersensitivity, specifically difficulty being around people. I know you can relate yes. with that, right? Yes. This is one, my, one of my big, big things that I notice, um, like especially around like the kids sometimes after school when they're like in their the kids get like kind of wild and they push themselves. Yeah, they push their energy out. And I I'm like, I need you to sit a little bit farther away from me. <laughs> you know, or I'll move over a little bit, you know. But yeah, I get very sensitive to other people's energy and um it, it almost feels like the way your body gets when there's nails on a chalkboard, like that's how it feels for me when other mm. people's energy is like too much for me. And yeah. I'm like, ah. Right, right. Yeah, no, I, I think almost everyone listening gets is that way. pretty empathic and experiences that. Now in the past, I would look at it like, I had this idea like, oh, I'm so ascended. I'm so spiritual. And these people are of a lower vibration. And, and that's would, why it's uncomfortable for right, me. Right. I would look at it yeah. like their problem, really. Right. But, but I realize now, many years later, yeah. um, that it was just that I was ungrounded. Yeah. And, and, and there is a sense of you just don't mesh with other people's energy. But that is a different feeling. Yeah. there's It's, it's a complex it, sort yeah. of thing. But yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I would say... 
generally there's a lot of leeway. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we can, uh, we are ground ourselves as best we can. Yeah. We still don't feel that grounded right. and other people's vibes still do bug us. But generally speaking, I used to be, as you know, mm-hmm. remember we'd go to the mall. I'd be like, Hey babe, yeah. let's go to the mall. We'd be there for five minutes and I would be thinking, what the heck was I thinking? Yeah. This is horrible. Let's leave. Yeah. Remember when you get all oh, mad God. at me. Yeah. I feel like why, why, you know, ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna happen why even suggest it <laughs> yeah but i was ungrounded then and and the vibes of not just the people just the energy of yeah. the mall that the energy of the light mall. and everything right it really like it drained me it was difficult for me to block it out and and not have it sort of infiltrate my my energy body if mm-hmm. you will and make me feel just very uncomfortable you know i was right well and and a lot of times big stores like walmart and yeah. target like those kind of stores you know, they'll do that to me, you know, as well. If I'm in there too long, I'll be like, oh, we got to go right now. <laughs> Let's go check out. We have to leave right now because yeah. I can just feel the the energy of myself is like, okay, I've had about all I can take. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. So again, that's something that we still work on a little bit, but now we're going to go and, ahead. Well, and go it's ahead. about, it's a, it's awareness now, you know, so we can tell the difference from when we walk into the store to what's making us feel uncomfortable. You know, we, we have the awareness now where we didn't have that five years ago. Right. And the, the general groundedness where I just don't, right. I don't yes. really get we're, affected right. we're much like more that anymore. Now. Yeah. I can go to the mall and be fine. Yeah. I can, I can recognize people are, have their, their different vibrations or the fact that this is not my ideal energy, but I don't get consumed by it where I can right. be there all day and be fine. And you too. Right. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. Um, so it gets better, I would say, naturally it, with time. But what we're going to do now is list a few of our favorite things that we personally do when we notice we're exhibiting these signs and are feeling ungrounded and want to ground ourselves. So yeah. I'll let you list a couple if you want, love. Oh, I always talk about all, all the things I do for grounding. But um, one of the things I do is I use um, a cedarwood oil, and I keep that in my purse. So if I'm in a place for a long time and I have to be there for a long time. I just keep it in my purse and I kind of like whip it out when I feel like I need to be grounded because the energy is just uh, becoming too much. And um, so I use essential oils. I take salt showers every day. Um, And I know I talked about this in one of the podcasts before, but I'll just, if you missed it, I keep sea salt in my shower, a big bag of it. And I just take the salt and I just rub it on my body and I leave it on for like a minute or two until I feel like I'm, you know, good to go. I usually can tell. Um, And I use sage. I'll like light sage just about every day. I know I smelled it before (laughs) when I went upstairs a half hour ago. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I... Um, yeah, I honor like my crate, my food cravings when I know it's for like grounding foods, like cauliflower, or like I went through a phase where I was eating a lot of watermelon, you know, um, now I'm eating grapes like crazy, but you know, there, I, I honor like the things that my body's telling me like, Hey, you want to eat that. And I, I will eat it if it's as long as it's healthy Yeah, for the most part. Good, and good. I don't know. I'm sure there's other things. I use the yeah. Florida water. and. Okay. You don't have to list everything. Okay. <laughs> you. Yes. Cool. I'll list a couple then if you have another a few more that spring into your mind. Yeah. Well, those what are was... the things like that I just do. I have to do those every day because 
like throughout the day. Right. Just another, for me. Another thing I noticed you do is you wake up and you like read, even though the kids lately have been waking up at super early with yeah. you. Normally that's something you do. You kind of take, you have, you have like your you time, your yeah. patty time yeah. in the morning, right? Yeah. I've been trying to do that um, consistently because... It's uh, that's something that I do for self care, not so much grounding, but that's something that I need to do for myself so I can be more present with the kids when it's time to be mom. Right. Right. <laughs> okay. I, I dig it. Um, some things I like personally is nature. So you guys yeah, see, I, I go, like that too. Yeah. I go to the Red Rocks all the time. And even before, some people will say, well, listen, man, I don't have any nature. I live in the city. I, we used to live in the city. I used to walk from our house we had, to the cemetery. Yeah, we used, yeah, we used to go to the cemetery to, do, to be in nature because our cemetery by us had like these really big, beautiful trees. And there was deer in there. And like lots of deer, yeah. Saw, I think I saw a fox one morning. It was crazy. We're like in the city and there's all this nature. Right. Um, but also, I mean, you, if you have grass... Yes. If you have any grass, if there's a patch of grass, we live in the desert and we have a patch of grass in our front yard, you know, and, and there's, you can just go and put your feet in the grass and just do that. That helps too. Literally my friend, Aaron Dowdy, many of you guys probably know him. If not, check him out on YouTube. He's awesome. Um, we're best friends. And this <laughs> is what he does every night. He will walk around on his grass and he'll even, in fact, it's funny. He will even hug a tree. He'll like, he'll hug a tree. I know yeah. it sounds kind of crazy. No. Yeah. I love to touch trees or when I'm like riding my bike and like going by like a bush or something, you know, that's, it's just connects you with that. It's It works beautiful. beautifully. Nature. Yeah. It's, it's free. It's if usually if you're creative, again, we live in Vegas. It's not like abundant with grass, but uh, if there's a patch of grass, walk barefoot on that grass. It'll make a big yeah, difference. Yeah, even in New York City, there's Central Park that has yeah. lots of grass and nature, you know. So, yeah, I'm sure you can find something, a bush, a flower, go into like a CVS or not a CVS, a grocery store and buy a thing of flowers, you know, yeah. that if that's all you can do. I mean, there's something you can do to be by a plant. Right. Um, and then I wrote down heavy foods. Like sometimes you'll feel yeah. guided. You probably can, you guys, I bet most of you can relate with this where you feel really inspired to lighten up your diet, really eat more of a high vibrational, yeah. you know, plant-based diet, even for a lot of people. But then there's other times where it's like, why, why do I feel I like I'm craving heavier, even unhealthy food. foods, yeah. greasy food sometimes? Um, well that can be again, a, a, a way to ground yourself. Yeah. And sometimes it, it's the best thing for you. For some people, yeah. not everybody. A lot of people I talk to, they reach out to me because they have their really intense kundalini energy. And for them, they need the heavier foods periodically to keep them from being overly symptomatic. So don't feel guilty if you're really craving heavier foods. Yeah. If that's what you really, you sort of can sense that's what's best for you. It can be a very fast acting, grounding yeah. uh, thing. Rebecca actually suggested, um, like if you're out and you're feeling really ungrounded, she's like, go to McDonald's and get a fry, like Yuck. French fries, which obviously I'm not going to do that. But she said, because the, fr the fries are potatoes and the potatoes are a grounding food. Right. Anything that grows out of the ground is a grounding food. So fruits and vegetables, you know, but especially root vegetables like, uh, carrots and parsnips and, um, potatoes yeah anyway. i would say those in particular i find like like fruit to be a very high vibrational food that would have almost the opposite effect rather than like a root vegetable or yeah, a heavy fat know, or starch i feel like for me it's 
totally dependent on um, where I'm at in my life. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, like, like I said, I was eating a lot of watermelon. Like, I feel like you know that was for me some something was that for that, grounding or just something you needed though that's what yeah i, I don't know right maybe, you okay. know maybe maybe not yeah but i liked it and i enjoyed it <laughs> fair <laughs> enough i'm not gonna take away your watermelon i promise don't you take away the watermelon <laughs> but generally speaking sometimes heavier foods can yeah. be a very quick solution to grounding yourself yeah um, well because and it brings you back into your body when you eat like high fat stuff right and then lastly i wanted to share and this is just from experience talking to so many people and my own as well. And it's a balance here. But I, I see a lot of people generally, because of the ungroundedness, they sort of conclude that they don't like being around people at all. They don't like going out. And they sort of recluse themselves for too long and become overly desensitized or overly sensitized mm. to that kind of environment. So I would say... If it's been a long time since you've been out there in the world, you might want to push yourself to to start slowly getting yourself used to that, acclimated to going to the store and being around people mm. and talking with a friend. Um, because in my, I've just seen it get extreme with some people where it becomes harder and harder and harder and harder to go out there because they become overly sensitive. Right. So I would say... It's good to honor yourself and sometimes it's best to take time, but at the same time, you don't want to do it for a very, very long time because inevitably you're going to want to be able to have that freedom to go out and about. Right. And realistically, when you're needing to be like uh, alone, it's generally not going to be for longer than a week. If it's longer than a week, then, you know, you need to like force yourself to go out and do something, you know, and yeah, be yeah, I would say there are periods like we had, I, we had kind of a reclusive period of our awakening in general. Where yeah. But we still were out in, in a the little world. Bit. Yeah, yeah. A little yeah. bit. We were still in our own bubble cause you can go out and be in the world and still be in your own bubble. Right. Right. So that's just my piece. I, I struggled to say that and I wanted to sound very optimistic and positive, but I just know I've talked to a lot of people again who have, have been out of the world for too long yeah. for their own good. And if this is you, then I just want you to know that I was like that. Yeah. And I did have to kind of push myself to get back out there. And it was uncomfortable for a little while. But if I, I was able to adapt. Yeah. And now I was once extremely reclusive, sensitive, ungrounded. And now I feel, I feel normal. I feel a lot better. Mm -hmm. So it, it can be done no matter how far you've let yourself slip. Yeah. But regardless, anyways, my friends, we hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, our main intention was just to kind of let you guys know that, listen, even though, you you know, your friends and family might not really understand, understand or relate in any way. Right. To yeah. these symptoms that we do. And, and a lot of the listeners do as well. You're not yeah. alone. And, and it's uh, all normal stuff. Yeah. It's all normal and it's all okay. There's nothing to be worried about. Right. You know, you don't need, I mean... I don't know. You might need to go to the doctor, but most likely you don't. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Use your intuition. Yeah. But anyways, my friends, we're going to bounce. I got to get to Bikram yoga class. It's been a while. Wish me luck on that. <laughs> Good luck, love. Yeah. All right. You guys have an amazing day. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all your comments and your love and yes, your support. Thank you guys I so get uh, messages almost every day from people who are really enjoying the podcast and I don't know about you, love, but as time has gone on, I feel like 
I'm really just enjoying doing them. We always yeah. have a great time. Yeah. And it's just, a, it's a, we're, we're happy you're happy because we like doing them. Yeah, for sure. We're, I mean, this is like my big thing here. Like, I don't really do anything on social media. Mm-hmm. I made my first story, like, what, two weeks ago? Week and that was it. So, yeah. yeah, it was <laughs> like, that's, that was the last one, first and last so far. Yeah. yeah. So, um, this has been really fun for me to kind of like uh, show you guys, like, who I am and, you know, the, the, I guess the woman behind the man, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, especially this episode right here shows how like I'm the product of us, our partnership. Because it left to my own devices, I'd be in my own little world, <laughs> very ungrounded, very mm-hmm. heady. Yeah. So you really do help oh, me well, stay grounded. Well, so thank you, honey. I think that you, you're that's a good presence for this um, podcast episode in particular. So thanks. Oh, beautiful. Thank you, love. Yeah. So we could stay stay here uh, singing each other's praises for the next three hours, but we're going to bounce, spare you all of that gushy stuff. You guys have a killer weekend, or yes. it's, it's, it's Saturday now. You'll, you'll hear this Monday or Tuesday. Have an amazing week. I, yes. I take that back, and we'll be in touch soon. Namaste. Namaste.